Good morning and welcome to the 425 Show, your place to be for all things real estate and lifestyle related. I'm your host, Nicole Mangina with Windermere Real Estate. It is January 1, 2019. Let me be one of the first to wish you happy, happy new year. We have officially closed the doors on 2018. Good, bad, or indifferent, 2018's over and we are off to a new year. Um, You know, the 425 show is all about what makes living on the east side such a fantastic place to be. Usually, I interview somebody in the area, but I thought I'd mix it up a little bit today and talk about something that is near and dear to my heart and uh, something that seems so perfectly fitting for New Year's Day, which is goal setting. Whether you call them goals or resolutions, this is the time of year where we all kind of dive in and start thinking about okay, what is it that uh, we want to do in a new year? We've got a blank slate. There's 12 months ahead of us. What are you going to make happen? Uh, There's a lot of things I love about goal setting. Uh, One of which is it's your chance to dream. It's your chance to sit down and really think about what would be perfect? What would be fun? What would be ideal? If you could have and do anything, what would you want it to be? It's also your chance to be intentional. You know, I think our lives are so busy. We're so busy checking things off the list, going from point A to point B, doing what's right in front of us that we don't often take the time to step back and really be intentional about are we living the lives we wanted to um, or are we moving in the direction that's best for us? So this is a good time to do it. It's also a little bit quieter. You know, really, you can do goal setting at any on any random Tuesday at any point during the year. It doesn't have to be New Year's Day, but there's something great about this time of year. I think there's the collective, everybody's moving forward on things. Um, so you kind of harness that power of everybody's on the same page. Um, but it's also, you know, you feel like you've got this time in front of you. But we're usually in a different space this time of year during the holidays. Uh, We are more introspective. We're spending more time in our homes. And we're usually in different scenarios. It's shining the light on different areas of our life. Uh, Speaking of goal setting and spending more time in your home, this is usually the time of year that people really start setting their intentions and thinking about um, moving you know, a lot of the real estate activity that happens in the next couple of months is driven by what happens during the holidays. The days are shorter, you're in your homes more, you're doing more entertaining. So a lot of people start thinking about, oh, my house is too big, it's too small, it's too this, it's too that. And it starts precipitating a move. So if you happen to be one of those people, if that's been happening to you as you're looking around your home, um, I invite you to reach out. You can always send me an email, Nicole at NicoleMangina.com, and I'd be happy to chat with you about what that might look like and if moving is really the right thing for you to do. We can certainly lay that out for you. But as you're around with other people, it really helps to shine a light on your relationships, uh, where you're at, kind of what you've accomplished. Did you accomplish what you wanted to do in 2018 or did you find yourself just kind of being led around and and doing whatever it is that kind of showed up? So this is your chance. This is your chance to start setting some goals for the new year. So I thought I'd share with you um, 
you know, seven tips, seven things that have really worked for me with goal setting, because this is a constant topic of mine. Like I said, it's something that I am just into personally, but I have this conversation a lot. I have it with all of my real estate clients, buyers and sellers. The first thing we do is sit down and talk about what's their goal. What are they trying to accomplish with this next move? And how are, can we help them get there? How can we guide them? What are the steps? How can we help them have a successful result? I also um, am, the, am the founder of the Success Perspective, which is a coaching um, company geared towards helping agents in their business. And with that, we are always looking at, okay, where are you at? Are you, do you have the business that you want? What changes do you need to make? Let's do this with intention rather than sitting back and just hoping for the best. So these are the seven things that I go through, um, both with my real estate clients actually and my coaching clients to help them set not only set their goals, but make them achievable. Because uh, I'm sure you've heard the statistics, right? A lot of people set New Year's resolutions. Very common. The majority of people do it. I think most of them last 21 days, 99.9% of New Year's resolutions and or goals don't make it out of January. Uh, and I, I think I think setting them is a great thing. I think it's too bad that so many of us get thrown off. These seven tips will help uncover some of why that happens and then give you tools to move forward so that whatever your New Year's resolution is that you set this year, you've got a better chance of actually getting there. So let's dive in. Number one is actually focus on what worked in 2018. I know you're all excited to jump into 2019 and the past is behind you, but there's a lot of good things to celebrate and a lot of lessons to learn in what happened in the last 12 months. So before you start looking at what you're going to do moving forward, take a couple minutes, sit down with a pen and some paper, maybe a cup of tea and list out what are some of those great things that you accomplished in 2018 and put everything on the list. It might be big things. Maybe you moved, maybe you got a promotion, maybe you went on some big, super fabulous trip. Those things all count, but remember to count the little things as well. Those are just as important. Uh, maybe you got to spend a little extra time with family over the holidays. Maybe you um, paid off a bill or something like that that's been looming over you. Some of those things that might feel little or insignificant are actually just as big and just as important. So create that list, set some time, and then keep it close by for the next couple of days because you'll find things will pop up once you've started thinking about it that you can then add to the list. And this does a couple of things for you. One, it acknowledges what you created because just because 2018 is over doesn't mean those things don't still count. They're absolutely still relevant and it will build your confidence going forward, you know, and give you credit for there's a lot of good things in your life. Setting new goals for 2019 doesn't mean that what you have isn't working. It might, it's usually more about just making adjustments, right? What you've got might be working. There's some things that aren't, so let's change those, but let's acknowledge what is working because that will give you the confidence and the staying power to continue moving forward on those goals that you've got. So that's tip number one, focus on what worked in 2018 and take the time to actually write it out. Number two is make sure that your goals are balanced, right? We've got lots of different areas of our life um, and it's important to focus on a little bit of time on each one of these, right? You've got your personal life, your business life, financial, friends and family, spiritual. 
Take time to really look at all of those areas of your life and set a goal in each and every one of them. I think that's another reason why people are um, sometimes derailed on their goals because it's easy usually to focus on business things, right, or financial You want to accomplish this in your business or this with your finances. And we tend to put our personal things aside, um, not only for ourselves, what it takes for us to take care of ourselves and feel good about ourselves, but also our relationships. Um, We tend to think, oh, we'll get to that later. And the result then tends to be we end up a little lopsided, right? It's the whole all work and no play makes us dull people. But also you get to the point where if you're solely focused on work, There's usually some point throughout the year where um, you've put your relationships aside, you realize you're missing out on things, you don't have um, those connections with people that are so important to you. And as a result, you tend to give up, you know, that's when you start feeling like this isn't worth it. This isn't um, something I, you know, maybe I don't really want this after all, maybe it's not that important to you. So set something and it doesn't have to be monumental in every area of your life, right? But it is important that you focus on each area. You know, personally, maybe and with your relationships, maybe it's just a date night once a month with your spouse or your significant other. That's something that my husband and I always work on because we're busy, right? We both work full time. We've got two boys that are very active in academics and in their sports. We are busy, busy people. We often joke that, you know, the weekdays are actually easier than the weekends. If one of us travels and the other one's home manning the fort, it's actually easier for us to be out of town during the week because that's a more consistent schedule. The weekend is when the wheels tend to come off and we're going all over the place doing different things. So just that one night a month of date night for us can really help us stay connected. One of our other tricks is walking the dog together because usually we do that without phones. And then that's a big thing too, right? And I think if you just had non-screen time with people on a regular basis, that would improve all of our relationships greatly. But either way, um, so take time, figure out what your areas are in your life. Um, what, again, usually personal, spiritual, uh, relationships, business, finances, whatever those are, list them out and decide what is one thing that you want to do in the next 12 months to improve that area of your life. So now we're on to number three, and this is another often overlooked goal. And I think it's why a lot of us get sidetracked, which is make sure that whatever goal you set, make sure that it's your goal. Now this sounds obvious, but I think for a lot of us, it's actually not. It's very easy to get caught up into what the goal is supposed to be or what you're supposed to do. Um, it's I've noticed this a lot for myself lately. You know, I talk about this with the agents. When I first got into real estate, they always told you that your goal should be that you want to sell one house a week. I can tell you, I've been doing this for 22 years. I run a very successful real estate business. I have never sold one house a week. It's never happened for me. And I actually gave up on that years ago because I realized that was somebody else's goal. It's actually not my goal. I actually don't like to work that way. What I have found is that when I'm working, I want to be really focused and it doesn't take really any more time or energy for me to sell one house than it does to sell three or four or five. Usually, I, I don't think I've ever had a time where a week where I've just sold one house at a time. There's always multiple properties that are sold in a week, but that really works for me because I'm there, I'm focused, I'm in it. And 
with that, with selling m- multiple properties at a time, it then builds in some downtime and some recoup and recovery time for me. And I have found that that is really, really helpful. So I actually let go of that goal. That goal of sell, selling one house a week is actually somebody else's goal. It's not mine. Um, you know, another thing that I've really noticed and had a lot of discussions with friends um, and my husband on lately is, you know, as I am in my mid to late 40s, my goals are very, very different than they were when I was younger. When I was younger, my goals were always about, you know, I do the vision board and it was always about the material things that I wanted, right? Um, I love sh- shoes, cars. Um, and plane tickets are my favorite things. Actually, really shoes and plane tickets. I like cars, but, you know, I have one car. It's not like I buy a lot of cars. Um, but I do buy lots of shoes and I love to travel. So I love to buy lots of plane tickets. And I always love those things. And I, I always have. I always will. That actually isn't changing. But as I get older, really what I value and what my goals are, are things that involve freeing up time, um, freeing up finances for our families so that we can spend time together and do the things that matter. I think also because I have a child in high school, I feel like that window um, of time that we get together is closing, right? It's already, I think, partially closed because he's busy, he's off doing other things. But, you know, once he goes off to college, that relationship and the amount of time that we can spend together is going to look very different. Um, So make sure that whatever goal you're setting, you know, in any area of your life, make sure that it's it's the right one for you, that it really serves you and is going to make you happy. And this is often, I think, a different, difficult one to ascertain right away. So what I would encourage you to do with this one, kind of like step number one, where you wrote out, you know, what you accomplished in 2018. And, you know, I think you should keep that with you for a couple of days, because I think you'll continue adding on to it. Um, different things will pop up as you're going throughout your day. The same for this one, write out your goals, And know that there's nothing wrong with your goals. But the more aligned you are with your goals, the more you are likely to stick with them and see it through and do what it takes in order to get there. Because the reality is, is goals require work. Um, And so take those goals, sit with them for a little bit, come back in a couple days and ask yourself, is that really your goal? If it is fantastic, but if not, feel free to either let it go or tweak it right? Because there are no right or wrong goals. It's just whatever is right for you. So that's step number three, make sure that your goal is your own. Number four um, is to ask yourself, who do you have to be in order to achieve this goal? Because this is going to change, right? Um, Einstein said it perfectly when he said that um, insanity is doing the same thing day after day and expecting a different result. I mean, that's, let's be real. That's really what we all want. We all want to keep eating the Christmas cookies and drinking the Christmas cocktails and lose 20 pounds by the end of January. Doesn't really work that way. There's some change involved, right? So, um, and this is why your goals need to be in alignment with you because you need to think about, okay, so who do you have to be in order to do this? What adjustments do you need to make in either your actions or your thoughts? Um, because you're going to need to show up differently in order to achieve this goal. And thinking about it makes you realize, okay, the question I always ask myself is, you know, whatever my goal is, who, who do I have to be in order to achieve this goal? Not what do I need to do, but who do I need to be? Because there's usually actions that you need to take, but there's also usually thought processes that you need to change because the same, you know, your thoughts are what creates your reality. 
And if you're looking to create a new reality, not only do you need to take new actions, but you also need a new thought process to go with that. So it's important to take some time and think through that. This is also where um, having a coach or something like that can be really helpful. Um, it's also usually if you're thinking about buying and selling real estate where a real estate person comes in. Um, granted, maybe you don't need to be a different person to buy or sell a house, um, but there are different things you need to do in order to make that successful. And so having a real estate agent, that's where they come in handy. So, all right, we've got four tips that we've covered so far. Focus on what worked last year. Make sure your goals are balanced, that you're covering each area of your life. Make sure that your goals are your own, not something that somebody else has set up for you. And asking yourself, who do you have to be in order to achieve this goal? So now let's look at number five. What is the smallest action you can take in order to move towards your goal? There's a lot wrapped up in this. Um, you know, usually we set a goal. Let's say your goal is to lose weight. It's a perfect example, right? And maybe you've spent the last couple of weeks drinking milkshakes, eating hamburgers, french fries, really indulging. If your goal is to lose weight and you decide your next action step is to be a gluten-free vegan, um, chances are you're not, you're probably not going to make it out of January. That is too big of a change. Um, it might be something that could get you there, but it's such a big change that your body is just going to just freak out. The warning lights are going to go off. You know, we are, and this goes back to the days of the cavemen, we are hardwired to actually resist change. Change is viewed as a threat, even though this change is actually for the better, right? You're going to be healthier. You're going to have more energy. All kinds of great things are going to happen if you change your diet, maybe lose a little bit of weight, get your health back on track. But the reality is, is you've got your comfort zone and your comfort zone may or may not be where you ultimately want to be going outside your comfort zone to make that change. Your body is actually and your brain more specifically is hardwired to, to fight that and resist it in any way that it possibly can. And you'd be amazed at the roadblocks that it can throw up for you. So if you focus on the smallest change, it actually um, kind of helps. It helps you sneak up on it right? So that your body doesn't know what's happening until it's already happened. There's some great books out there on this. One is called The Compound Effect. It's one of my favorite books. And it talks about the power of consistency. Not that it has to be big, um, but that it has to be consistent. And if you do something repeatedly day in and day out, the um, impact on it is substantial. They have a study in the front of the book or at the very beginning of the book of two guys and, you know, they're both drinking beers every night after work, right? One guy keeps drinking beer. The other guy decides to put down the beer and um, do a little workout for about 15 minutes. And, you know, it's one of those in the beginning, nothing happens. I think that's the other reason things don't always make it out of January when you're setting goals or resolutions is, you know, it takes some time for this to work, even if you do the book big change, but especially if you do the, the small change is more likely to be lasting, but it also takes a little ramp up time. So you've got this time, usually four to six weeks, which is, you know, the month of January, a little bit into February where it feels like you're doing th something, but maybe you're not getting the results. But if you stick through it, you know, February 15th is where you really have this, it just takes off. And now you're in a whole nother level in terms of your goals. Um, but if you'll work on just doing a little bit at a time, the smallest action you can take, you're more likely to actually stick with it. The other book that is all about this that I really love is the Kaizen Principle. Um, and that I think it's from Japan. 
don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's from Japan. And again, it's about the smallest thing. And they did a study again, it was a gal who wanted to get in shape. And she was a single mom working a lot. And you know, she, she just had the excuse of there's no time. I don't have time to work out. There's nothing. I can't do any of this stuff. But she did have a show that she always enjoyed watching as kind of her downtime. So first they just started with, why don't you just march in place during the commercials, right? So she did that. Great. And before she knew it, she was, you know, marching in place for the whole show. Then she was able to turn off the TV, be more active. And it just had these amazing benefits for her whole life because she started so small. So that's my goal for your um, request for you. Take whatever it is that goal is in each area of your life and decide what is the smallest action you could actually take in order to move forward that you can do today. Not something you've got to plan or spend a lot of money on or takes weeks to implement. What can you do today that would move you towards your goal? That's number five. Number six, how are you going to hold yourself accountable? I think that's the other reason the wheels come off on things because there's nobody holding us accountable. We want to think we're accountable to ourselves, but let's be real. We're not. Um, and, you know, there's a couple things that come into play here because even if you do hold yourself accountable, the reality is, is we all get off track. That is a given. That is a part of life. If you don't have someone or something holding you accountable, when you fall off track, you just figure, oh, well, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe it's too much for me. Maybe I don't have what it takes. And so you give up or you're off track and you actually don't even realize it. It usually takes when you're, you don't have anybody helping you, it takes four to six months to realize you're off track. If you've got someone, you can shorten that to a matter of weeks, if not days, to have somebody go, you know, you said you were going to do these things and you're not. You know, how can we get you back on track? It's normal that you fall off, but how are we going to get you going? It's also one of those things, once, once you track, you do, right? If you're um, writing it down, if you're taking notes on the things that you said you were going to do, you're more likely to do it because it's there in black and white. You can see it. If you have to turn it in to somebody else, you will absolutely do more. There's that whole peer pressure of you said you were going to do something. You don't want to, um, you'll let yourself down, but you won't let other people down. So um, how are you going to hold yourself accountable for whatever it is that you set for a goal? Maybe it's you post it on the wall in your home and other people can see it and they can check in with you once a week and ask you, hey, you said you were going to do this. Are you doing it? Um, maybe it's a coach or somebody else or a good friend. Whatever it is, make sure that you're holding yourself accountable to whatever it is you want to do. All right. Tip number seven. Lucky number seven. What are you going to do to celebrate? You've set this goal Take time, decide what the prize is. There needs to be a prize at the end of this. Um, I think uh, we spend too much time setting goals and working towards them. And then you get there and it's like, oh, okay, on to the next one. And I'm all for that. You know, one thing, accomplishment, then drives you on to a wanting to do something else. But I think there's something powerful and valuable in celebrating, right? That's kind of what we did in step number one. We started with let's celebrate what you did in 2018. And then we're using that confidence and leveraging that into building on what you're going to do for 2019 to make it a little bit better, a little bit stronger, a little bit more amazing. So let you want to kind of finish the way you started, which is what are you going to do to celebrate? 
Um, maybe there's a trip, maybe it's um, a great massage or something like that. But I think you should have something for each area of your life, whatever your goal is, you know, if you've got six goals in each area, one for each area of your life, there should be a celebration for each and every one of them. Because it's, it's not a zero sum game, right? There may be some of your goals you reach and some you don't. Uh, if you don't reach all of them, which by the way, most people don't reach all of them. Um, and that's okay. The fact that you reached for something, you stretched, you went a little further than you did before means you move forward. That's all that it's about. And so there should be different ways you can celebrate with everything that you did. So I hope, uh, I wish you all the best in 2019. You have to keep me posted. Again, if you have real estate questions, but even if you just want to share your goals, um, I will help you hold you accountable. I always love hearing about what people's dreams and goals are. You can always find me, Nicole at NicoleMangina.com via email or my website, NicoleMangina.com. If you've got real estate questions, if you want to listen to past podcasts, um, there's all kinds of great things on there. So again, we'll just do a recap. Um, If you're tuning in here towards the end, seven things you can do to help you achieve your goals in 2019. Number one, focused on what worked in 2018. Number two, make sure your goals are balanced. You've got to cover each area of your life doesn't work if you only have goals focused in one area of your life. Number three, make sure that your goals are yours. Very easy in today's social media advertising world to get caught up in um, what other people's goals are or what you think your goals should be based on what other people have told you or what other people are modeling. Um, Number four is who do you have to be in order to achieve that goal? How do you have to show up differently? Number five, what is the smallest action you can take in order to achieve that goal? How can you sneak up on it? How can you trick your body and your brain into moving forward on something and not resisting it? Number six, how are you going to hold yourself accountable? Uh, Because that's important. What you track, you do. And when you have to submit it to somebody else, you are infinitely more likely to move forward and get things done than you would if you only had to answer to yourself. Plus, you're going to fall off track at some point or get off track at some point. It's a given. So have those curbs built in to keep you on track. Number seven, what are you going to do to celebrate? And build in celebrations all throughout the year. Don't wait till December of 2019 to do your celebrating. Build it in all throughout the year. So there you go. That is my New Year's wish for you. Um, Thank you for joining me today on this very first day of 2019. I wish you all the best and I look forward to seeing you next week on the 425 Show. Take care.